This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1 and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bill to the microphone with the news, the headlines. Romanian Prime Minister Social Democrat Marcel Ciolacu has announced a government meeting next week, which is also going to be attended by representatives of the SMEs and the main banks for talks on cash payments. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminita Odobescu talked on the phone with her Israeli counterpart Eli Cohen about the situation of the Romanian citizens and their family members who requested support for being evacuated from the Gaza Strip. And Romania's footballers will today take on the side of Kazakhstan in the finals of the Mini Football World Cup currently underway in the United Arab Emirates. Romanian Prime Minister Social Democrat Marcel Ciolacu has announced a government meeting next week, which is also going to be attended by representatives of the SMEs and the main banks for talks on cash payments. The issue has sparked off heated debates in the past days after some banks have notified clients on their intention to raise the commissions for cash withdrawal and deposits. Under the new fiscal budgetary legislation, cash payments between legal and natural persons have been limited to the equivalent of €1,000 per day, with the exception of wages. Cash payment between two natural persons has been limited to €2,000 per day, while between legal persons it must not exceed €200 per day. These thresholds are to be cut in half on January 1st, 2025. Liberal leader Nikolai Chuka from the ruling PNL-PSD coalition has announced the decision might be talked upon between the coalition members. The most affected are the small traders, mainly in the country's rural areas, where people mostly rely on cash. Romania's Foreign Minister Luminita Odobescu talked on the phone with her Israeli counterpart Eli Cohen about the situation of the Romanian citizens and their family members who requested support for being evacuated from the Gaza Strip. On this occasion, the official in Bucharest has reiterated the Foreign Ministry's readiness to offer consular assistance to all the Romanians who need to leave Gaza. The Israeli official has given assurances 
the evacuation of the Romanian citizens is a major concern for the authorities in Tel Aviv. On Friday, the foreign ministry announced that another two people with double Israeli-Romanian citizenship are still being held hostage in Gaza. The ministry has called for the release of all the hostages, including the six people with Israeli-Romanian citizenship. Romania's footballers will today take on the side of Kazakhstan in the finals of the mini-football World Cup, currently underway in the United Arab Emirates. Romania has for the first time qualified for the finals of this competition after a 3-0 win in the semi-finals against Hungary. In the other semi-finals game, Kazakhstan clinched a win against Azerbaijan in the penalty shootout. Romania, who has just played its third world semi-finals, boasts two bronze medals in the USA in 2015 and Australia in 2019. Romania's national side, six-time European champion and vice-champions in the past two Euros editions, lacks only a World Cup trophy. And that was the news from Radio Romania International in Bucharest. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. Coming up next, The Week in Review. Hello and welcome to this review of the main events of the week. The draft of the new pension law in Romania entered public debate this week, and the Social Liberal Governing Coalition set an ambitious deadline, November 20th, for its adoption. The law would enter into force on January 1st, when all pensions would be increased by almost 14%. Another increase in pensions the result of the recalculation that will be done based on the new law would take place on September the 1st next year. According to the project, the minimum period of contributions in order to benefit from a pension will be 15 years, and in order to retire early, 35 years of contributions will be required. By 2035, the retirement age will equalize at 65 for men and women. However, women who have raised children will be able to benefit from the reduction of the standard retirement age, depending on their number. 
non-permanent contributory increments, such as hourly pay, the 13th salary or bonuses, will be calculated at the time of retirement. The initiators of the new law claimed that they aimed to eliminate the iniquities in the system, which allowed employees with the same seniority and identical positions to benefit from different pensions. Prime Minister Marcel Cholaku assured that, following the recalculation, no pension will be lower than the amount being paid today. Harshly criticized by the business environment and contested by the opposition, without success in the Constitutional Court, the measures from the fiscal budgetary package for which the cabinet from Bucharest assumed responsibility entered into force on November the 1st. Microenterprises will pay 1.0% tax on revenues of up to 60,000 euros per year and 3% if revenues exceed this amount. Large companies with a turnover of more than 50 million euros will pay a minimum tax of 1% on turnover, and banks an additional tax of 2% on turnover in 2024 and 2025 to return to a tax of 1% over three years. Oil and gas companies with business worth over 50 million euros will pay an additional tax of 0.5%. The IT tax exemption is maintained only for incomes under 10,000 lei, the equivalent of 2,000 euros. Employees in construction, agriculture, and the food industry will no longer be exempt from paying the health contribution. In order for the incomes of employees in these sectors, which strongly contribute to the GDP, to not be affected, the executive increased, in their case, the minimum wage this week. More than 400,000 employees from construction and 170,000 from the agro-food industry will benefit from the measure. The entry into force did not accept the fiscal budgetary package from the criticism of the business sector. They say that the new taxes will reduce foreign investments and will have an effect contrary to the one estimated in terms of reducing the deficit, which could rise to 20 billion euros. According to the business environment, the measures should have been primarily aimed at combating tax evasion, improving revenue collection, and making the work of the tax authorities more efficient, not at affecting the business environment by increasing taxation. The employees of the National Health Insurance House and the county houses started on Thursday protests for an indefinite period, Work with the public will be blocked and the employees will protest in their offices until they receive higher wages, announced the National Trade Union Bloc, which represents them. The NTUB claims that since 2018, these employees have not benefited from any salary increase and that the financial resources for those increases do exist. The protest of the employees of the health insurance companies affects the settlement of the expenses of medical service providers and the provision of medicines and sanitary materials for the national health programs for patients with chronic diseases. 
Minister of Health Alexandro Rafila conveyed that the interruption of the provision of medical services cannot be accepted, and that he hopes that there will be a dialogue between the management of the National House and the employees. He also said that, although NHIS has the largest budget in Romania, there is a contribution problem, as only 5 million people contribute to the insurance fund, while 19 million benefit from medical services. And you have been listening to the Weekend Review on Radio Romania International, broadcasting from Bucharest. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to the band Vank and their latest single, Denim Eyes.
are listening to Radio Romania International. World of Culture Hello and welcome to our culture feature. I'm going to you. A road movie, also a drama, a comedy and a satire, but also a montage film, plus a digital avatar, anecdotes and music. All these characteristics can be attributed to the new film by director and screenwriter Radu Jude. It is called Don't Expect Too Much from the End of the World. It is Romania's entry for the Oscars, the American Academy Awards in 2024. Actress Elinka Manolake and non-professional actor Ovidiu Burchan play the main roles. The film Don't Expect Too Much from the End of the World premiered at this year's Locarno International Film Festival, where it was awarded the Silver Leopard Special Jury Prize, mentioned from the Ecumenical Jury and First Prize from the Youth Jury. Radu Jude is one of the most appreciated contemporary directors nationally and internationally, winner of several awards, among which we mention the Berlin International Film Festival in 2009 with his very debut film, The Happiest Girl in the World, The Silver Bear in 2015 with the film Aferim, and last but not least, the 2018 feature film I don't care if we go down in history as barbarians. The first Romanian film to be awarded the Crystal Globe at the Carlo Vivari Festival. In October, the press conference announcing Romania's proposal for the Oscars was held. The creative team talked about the digital avatar that appears in the film, avatar created by the lead actress herself. Ilinka Manolakia, the actress, and Radu Jude, the director, tell us more about this topic. It started out of me wanting to vent my frustration with this kind of dynamic that I was and still am encountering very often in our society. And I took on the idea, and when I invited Ilinka to play in the film, with Ilinka collaborating for a smaller role in other films and wanting very much to make a film together with a bigger role, I did. I took over the avatar, her creation, because it seemed to me, on the one hand, a very intelligent and very edgy way, with many contradictions and with many asperities, to formulate a criticism, let's call it that because the film spins or goes in several directions, explodes in several directions. One of the directions is related to the very definition, or the attempt to understand what a character means, what it means to create a character, and I thought it was really interesting to have a character that is played by Ilinka. And that character creates another character that is this avatar as well as what is a mixture between the creation of Ilinka Manolakie, the creation of the character, the creation of the platform. And then there is something else that interested me, 
maybe even more than that. What does an image mean? What does the construction of an image mean in relation to reality? What is lost with the appearance of these types of virtual images? And now with artificial intelligence, this whole story is even more complicated. There is an energy in these platforms that sends us back a little bit to the beginnings of cinema. We asked Radu Jude how he built the road movie part of the film, including the montage part inserted into it, made in the black and white style. Regarding the black and white part, things were built step by step. Because the script, so to speak, or the project, was built step by step. This idea of creating a montage in which to enter on the side of the main story, the story of Ilinka's avatar, and then the images from Angela Moves On by Lucian Bratu and so on, all this was added later, step by step. We decided to shoot not just in black and white, but we shot on 16mm film, black and white, Maybe out of a kind of desire to experiment with a sport that's almost on the verge of extinction in a way. We asked lead actress Ilinka Manolake how she received the offer of this role and how she created it. And Ilinka Manolake told us. For me, the most important thing was to be very attentive to what Radu asked me to do, to be super focused on what had to be done during the filming. When I read the script, I said this before, I felt super represented, so it wasn't, I didn't feel this character very far from me, that's clear. It's something I'm so proud of, and it represents me so much that I ask myself the question, what am I going to do next? Because something that maybe equals what we did here might be harder to come by. In the end, non-professional actor Abidu Pershan wanted to specify that... It meant a lot for him to play in this role and that it was the most beautiful experience of his life doing this for the first time. He said it was hard, but it just told the story in another version. You've been listening to World of Culture. Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. Welcome to Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. I'm Eugen Nasta. The man of the past from time immemorial felt the need to bequeath signs of his presence in this world to the future generations. Until writing was discovered, man expressed his thoughts through rupestrian drawings or through several objects adorned or painted. When writing proper appeared, messages and thoughts of posterity became more elaborated, enabling us to know more about the perceptions of the past. As for the messages carved in stone, 
they were among the most perennial ones, standing the test of time to this day. When we speak about the messages carved in stone, what mainly comes to mind is the ancient period, with its spectacular temples, statues or tombs. However, apart from the ancient period, in time frames closer to our times, there are quite a few, and no less important, at that. In the 19th century Romanian society, the force of the messages carved in stone was impressive, especially when we speak about the messages engraved on crosses. In the city of Bucharest two centuries ago, stone immortalized what then the Bucharesters thought it was worth reminiscing. Cesar Buyumac is a museographer with the Museum of Bucharest Municipality. Also, he is a hunter of the city's stone crosses and of the messages engraved on them. Cesar Buyumac. In the present research, I found two crosses we seem to have lost track of. We're speaking about Ioan Pometkovic's cross, a fountain cross in the Ferentar neighborhood, and which today can be found in the Belus Cemetery at the tomb of General Gheorghe Bratianu. It was a fountain cross that changed its destination, becoming a funeral cross. That is the model, a matrix, just as it happens with all crosses around Bucharest. The other cross is Miloradovich's cross, another cross which is a reminder of Russian troops' win over the Turks. General Miloradovich was the one who succeeded to have the battle sidestep Bucharest and was thus dubbed the saviour of Bucharest. A cross was erected in remembrance of that. It was a cross that can be found on the Patriarchate Hill, close to the Belfry. The strongest messages carved in the stones of the 19th century Bucharest are those carved on crosses. The cross is one of the oldest universal symbols that existed before Christianity. However, it was Christianity that brought the cross center stage. The four arms of the cross signify the great axis of the world and the physical coordinates underlying man's endeavor to build his own material world. So the cross was the basic element on which messages for eternity could be drawn or written in a concise manner. For instance, on Tanase, the shoemaker's cross, which today can be found in the Ferentar neighborhood, located in the southwest of Bucharest, the biblical scene of the Annunciation can be seen. The profile of kneeling Virgin Mary is to the right, while to the left, Archangel Gabriel can be seen standing. A bunch of rays signifying the presence of the Holy Ghost is drawn above. The inscription is in Romanian, but it is written in the Cyrillic alphabet, still in use in 1829, the year when the cross and the water fountain were founded. The inscription runs as follows. With the mercy and help of the one who in Trinity is most glorified, God, this cross was erected to the glory of the Annunciation of the Purest Mother, and this water fountain was built. A key aspect of the messages carved in stone is made not only by the abstract side of life, but also by its material side, a fountain in our case. Cesar Buyumac emphasizes the bond between spirit and matter in the messages he found on Bucharest's stone crosses and which he studied. One such cross is that in the Puzulcute Street, which can be found in Bucharest's present-day neighborhood of Bercen. Cesar Buyumac once again.
crucea din cartierul Belu, care era poziționată ca timp de diferiți autori. The cross in the Belu district was placed in terms of time frame according to various authors in the time of the Pandors in 1821 or in the time of the 1848 revolutionaries. The truth lies somewhere in between. It was commissioned in 1831. It is a fountain cross erected on a greenfield plot of land on the Putsulkutei street lying a couple of meters away. It was customary for a tree to be planted and for a cross to be erected whenever a fountain was dug. It was a gesture of great humaneness to offer water to the thirsty traveler at a time when water supply networks did not exist. Concurrently, the fountain set the economic function of providing water to the livestock or for irrigation. There, where this cross was found, the vineyard site began on the vineyard's hill. The story usually went like this. The traveler would arrive, he would quench his thirst and sat in the shade. That is how he took the time to read the diptych of those who had erected the cross. Thus they organized their own alms when they were still alive. The messages found on stone crosses are messages of gratitude, yet they are also messages of triumph, such as the one on the cross erected by Wallachian ruling prince Leon Voda in 1631, by means of which he marked his win over the enemy. There are also messages inscribed as a lament for the departed ones whom someone held most dear, such as the message on the cross of the great boyar Papa Brancovano, who was killed in 1655 during an uprising. And that was Radio Romania International Encyclopedia. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to our folklore feature. I'm Kalinkotsoyu, bringing you today's featured artist from the west of the country in Banat, singer Adrian Stanka, whose anniversary is on the 7th of November. He was born in the village of Hitiash in Dimish County in a family of farmers. His mother was a local, his father was from Maramuresh, which will be relevant for the rest of the feature. Let's listen to his first song for today. Today I want to forget about my worries. Să ne tace, lai, la, 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 la,
stea să vă însuțească la 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 Adrian Stanca went back and forth between the two folklore areas of Banat and Maramures, where he learned his first songs. In his local village, only his mother and grandmother uh, were singing, but his father played the taragot, a local clarinet-type instrument. Here is Adrian with his next song. Dacă s-ar ține popia 
Early in his career, Adrian went around the villages of Banat, his native area, collecting songs that were to become his repertoire. And here's his next song, A Beautiful World. Acasă la maica Nu mai rămasă Astăzi lângă ea Trifișori am fost Acasă la maica Nu mai rămasă Astăzi lângă ea Ce ani și ce viață Am trăit Lângă maica Lângă caica Azi unul de altul Ni se răzniți Ai mai dorit Când ne văd în sărbătoare Că vinim Loc în soba mare Fac să givănim Când ne văd în sărbătoare Ce ani și ce viață am trăit Lângă maica, lângă caica Azi unul de altul ni-s răzniți Dar ni-s boșai mai doriți Că ne-am strâns Și pe ochii la masă Se vege copâns Gândiți toți, maica-i făloasă Că ne-am strâns Și pe ochii la masă Se vege copâns Ce ani și ce viață Am trăit Lângă maica Lângă caica Azi unul de altul Ni-s răzniți Ce 
Așa-i viața și despare ce drag de drag Lasă mai toace și ne ieși împărat Așa-i viața și despare ce drag de drag Lasă mai toace și ne ieși împărat Ce ani și ce viață am trăit Lângă maica, lângă taica Azi unul de altul ni se răzniți ai mai dorit Ce ani și ce viață am trăit Lângă maica, lângă taica Living Romania This is Bucharest Radio Romania International DX Mailbag Welcome to a new edition in our DX Mailbag series. I'm Eugen Nastam. Once again, we go on a journey around the world, greeting listeners and friends, allowing you to compare how other listeners across the continents receive our programs. We're extracting the first message of the box this week. It is the one sent in by Phil Hayward, G-O-P-S-D. Phil tuned into our broadcast in English, on October the 19th, 2023, from 11.10 to 11.20 hours UTC, on 17.630 MHz, Phil's simple rating for the quality of our signal is 5 all. Mark Soons, based in Torhout in Belgium, tuned into our programs on October the 17th, 2023, at 11.41 a.m., on 17670 kHz. The Simpo is 5-all. The equipment used is a Sanjian ATS-909X2 receiver with a 25-meter-long wire antenna. Mark listened, among other items, to new names on the cover. At home, for those away from home, Bucharest Metropolitan Library, Activity for Children, Focus on Romania, Constantin Eftimiu, a song Mugur Mugurel, Radio Romania International Info Plus Radio Tune and the End Signal. Our good old friend, Mr. Richard Lemke, living in St. Albert, Alberta in Canada, tuned into our radio station on October the 6th, 2023. Richard uses a JRC-NRD-535HF receiver with a random long wires in the tree's antenna. Richard tuned into our radio station between 042 and 052 hours UTC, 0300 to 0352 hours UTC. Among the items heard, there was the traveler's guide. We quote... Via Transylvanica is Romania's longest hiking trails. It connects sites that have been included on UNESCO's World Heritage List. Via Transylvanica is also a vital connection between the local communities and various aspects of the heritage, 
including both built and natural legacy, but also the immaterial tradition. You are listening to Radio Romania International. You are the Ujan Nasta on Radio Romania International. The DX Mailback continues. Via Transylvanica is rated as a most remarkable achievement for the Romanian heritage, so much so that the European Commission granted Via Transylvanica the European Heritage Award 2023. Lee Mitchell, living in South Carolina, the United States of America, wrote the following on our broadcast. Thank you for your wonderful programming. I appreciate your being on shortwave and hope you continue the broadcasts into the future. I find your programming very informative and entertaining. I listen to Radio Romania International nearly every workday, Monday to Friday, on my break at 2300 hours ETC on 11800 MHz. I listen on a Texun pl 3 ET radio with a telescopic antenna. Here is my reception report for October the 12th. Radio Romina International in Spanish. Listener letters in the letters box segment with letters for people in the Philippines, Germany, Japan and Canada. Next segment was Simply Folk with the song How People Keep Changing. The simple rating for the quality of your signal was 35333. I have never received a QSL from your station. If you send them, I would love to get one. Dear Lee, rest assured that you're going to get your QSL in due time. And now for all our listeners from around the world who have been tuning in to Radio Romania International's broadcasts, especially in English, we have got an announcement to make related to the winter broadcast frequencies 2023-2024. For our listeners in North America, the East Coast, between 0100 and 0200 hours UTC, our programs are listenable on 7325 kHz. For our listeners in India, who tune into our frequencies on 15 to 60 in the DRM system, we're listenable from 0400 to 0500 hours UTC. Our listeners in North America or the West Coast who tune in to our broadcast in English on 9510 kHz. Our programs in English can be listened between 0400 and 0500 hours UTC. Our listeners in Western Europe can receive our programs from 0630 to 0700 hours UTC on 11930 kHz. Our listeners in Australia can listen to our programs on 21470 kHz from 0630 to 0700 hours UTC. Our listeners in Western Europe can listen to our programs from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 15460 kHz. Our listeners in Africa can listen to our programs on 21470 kHz from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC. For our listeners in Western Europe, our programs can be received on 11630 kHz in the DRM system from 1800 to 1900 hours UTC. Our listeners in Western Europe 
can receive our programs on 7375 kHz from 2130 to 2200 hours UTC. Our listeners in North America on the West Coast can receive our programs on 9500 kHz from 2130 to 2200 hours UTC. Our listeners in Western Europe can receive our programs on 7220 kHz from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC. Our listeners in Japan can receive our programs from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC on 9620 kHz. Mr. Michael Naven, living in Rochester, New York, the United States of America, tuned into our radio station on October the 20th, 2023, at 4.02 a.m. We took the liberty to call from his message, Dear Radio Romania, I picked up your English broadcast to the eastern U.S. at 8 p.m. EDT on 11.620 kHz and then switched to your internet stream for better sound quality. The shortwave signal had quite a bit of background static. Sorry, I hit the wrong button and the email was sent in the middle of my message. Climate change has not had a bad effect here in Rochester, New York. Instead, the winters here have become milder and more tolerable. But on the West Coast, in Portland, Oregon, where my sister lives, climate change has made life there more miserable. It is now much hotter there in the summer, with temperatures staying close to 100 degrees Fahrenheit for long periods. We agree on our support of Israel. Civilized people don't use terrorism or jihad. I hope that budget cuts don't cause you to eliminate your English broadcasts. Mr. Guido Panibianco, living in Catania, Italy, tuned into our broadcast in English on October the 21st, 2023, on 11.960 kHz from 05.30 to 05.55 hours UTC. Guido uses an XH Data D808 antenna with a real XH Data N-80. His simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 455534554. That's all we have time for in this week's edition of DX Mailbag. Those of you who sent in their reception reports will receive a QSL card in the shortest time possible. Tune in again next week. Until then, from me, Eugen Nasta, it's goodbye and all the best, 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features Victorita Lăcătușu, one of the most beloved vocalists in Gorj area. She is a known collector of authentic pieces from the region of Oltenia, such as the one we invite you to listen to in the end of today's broadcast, Beautiful Spring.
With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11.630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programmes tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21.470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www. RRI.RO Channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.o. Goodbye.